He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. All right, Ken. So why do you want to disrupt the hospitality industry? Archaic systems, old, and I mean, we're, we're ready to implement technology. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. everybody welcome back to slick talk the hospitality podcast and i'm your host will slickers and today i i know i say this often but this is a special episode this is really really truly like super cool you have the joe rogan of hospitality here on slick talk and then we have the elon musk of hospitality as our guest uh ken patel the founder of ev hotel group my friend welcome to the show how are you doing today Pretty well, pretty well. Thank you for having me. That's a huge compliment. Of course. Sweet. Well, I I think it's kind of cool to explain a little bit of the backstory, but when we connected on LinkedIn and and started talking about doing an episode together, I was just expecting a normal, you know, hotel management group and, you know, the the basic stuff that we've been seeing the last 20 years or so of the industry. Uh, But when I got to know you a little bit more and talk to you about what you guys are doing and the impact you're about to make into the hospitality and hotel industry is truly incredible like i'm blown away and i hate that the word disruptor is overused but i really feel like you guys are going about you're about to be a disruptor for the whole the whole industry yeah i, I mean you know and, and we kind of look at it is do we want to be a disruptor or do we want disruption uh we feel like we want the disruption you know and it, it's time i mean it it starts with the archaic systems that the industry has um, and we need more emphasis in technology where there hasn't been enough emphasis with technology and now our employees are suffering and our guests are suffering. So, you know, when all these things happen, this is just not because of COVID. Um, COVID just added onto it. And we also look at how Airbnb operates. Airbnb isn't a hospitality company, it's a technology company. And it's a click and go process. The guests slash consumers love it. It, There's a reason why, because everybody wants things to be simplified. They want simplicity. They want a click and go. And that's why whether you go to a grocery store and they give you, they tell you, use your phone as a scanner scan your own items and pay for it. Now you're not waiting in lines. You're not waiting at the checkout or you're not waiting at self-checkout. I mean, it just goes everywhere. Retail, hospitality, you name it. I mean, we've started with self-check-in kiosks, uh, but it's not a full implementation. We need a full implementation and we need to give the guests what they get at home, they should get at a hotel. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty... It's a big statement to make, but from what I've discovered with you and what we've talked about, the way you guys are executing it is quite different. And so before we get really into the, you know, the dirty details of all this technology stuff, uh, I want to kind of hear your story a little bit. What's your background? Where did this all begin for you? Um, so where do I start? 1997 is when I entered this industry. Um, and, you know, it's... It's one of those stories that I love to talk about due to the fact that I come from nothing and develop myself into being something and obviously creating something here as well is, you know, my parents didn't have money at all. And, you know, I think I was a junior in high school and you know, I was helping them pay the rent while they were each working three jobs. Um, and you know, I started at a very small economy hotel um, in my junior and senior year. Every weekend, I worked 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. While high schoolers are out there having a great time, I'm trying to support my family. So, and from there on, uh, my girlfriend in high school, her dad was actually a VP of a hospitality company. So he saw the work ethic and he saw that he saw something in me. Um, so they offered me a full scholarship to Emirates Academy in Dubai. And 
you know, that's kind of where it all started. I made the best of it. I saw the world itself like I've never thought of when it came to hospitality and being in Dubai. Uh, Dubai is just a world of its own. And, you know, the level of service and the level of hospitality that is there. So it taught me a lot. And then I came back and I worked my first position in Times Square at a four points. And, you know, and I kept just moving up from there. Um, now that I'm going on, I think my 24th, 25th year in the industry. Um, I've seen it all. I've done it all uh, from the lowest levels of, you know, front desk all the way to the highest levels of being CEO of a company. COO, VP of operations. I mean, you just name it. And, you know, I've seen the failures and the problematical issues that we have. And I feel for this industry to have a disruption needs to be from an insider and not an outsider. So, and, you know, that's kind of where my career has been is that I've seen the problematical issues that we deal with. And I'm more looking at it as an employee, what do the employees deal with? What do the guests deal with? Now, I've seen how certain people handle it. Do I approve of it? Not really. I, I feel that a lot of things that have been happening for the last two years is how EV Hotel Group was formulated um, with my vision for the last two years, pre-COVID as well. And, you know, and, and I kind of look at it this way is that we're not setting up our third generation, forget about the second generation, the students that are in hospitality now, what are they reaching for? If we don't have certain aspects currently, then nobody's going to want to do hospitality. And then we're going to keep struggling in a different aspect. And I, I think that's what we do need to change. And that's, that's also how I look at my career, right? Is what I love to just kind of uh, say, oh yeah, let me collect an X amount of salary being CEO or COO or VP of operations, whatever it might be. And now I can't make a change of some sort. Um, I've been, I've never had anybody in my family in the industry I've been the only person in my family in the industry. Like I think I mentioned to you, my brother was in the US Army as a radiologist. My parents are retired. And me coming from this industry and not having any of that support, I taught myself to do everything and anything possible for me to learn from other people. And that's where I do get my expertise is I do know every single department. I do know how everything operates. And, you know, that's kind of where my career sits, you know, and that's why we've now taken this to the next step. I love that. And that's really cool to hear. I think that's why I connected with you very much uh, on our first pre-chat, just because at the end of the day, I saw so many issues when I was a front desk agent getting into, you know, a passion for the industry, a passion for serving the guests, a passion for the team. And then failing to do my job because of certain systems that were in place that made no sense. And then also, like you said, the, the family and the friends weren't in the industry. So really just like teaching myself and getting this podcast up and going. So I could learn from people like you um, who did the same thing. And it's really inspiring. And I, I think it's super incredible. And I want to know from a perspective for you, from, you said two years ago, it's kind of where the creation of the idea of EV hotel group uh, really was started. Can you explain the moments leading into that and what, really made you think, you know, think like, okay, I've had 20 plus years of experience. I've had 20 plus years of headache that I've just seen constant issues with the way we operate or the way the industry acts or not, you know, how they implement, you know, certain technology or lack of technology for therefore. Uh, and so I'm going to make a difference. What, what were the leading moments? Yeah, it goes back to 2018. So my wife is from Georgia, the Atlanta area, and she wanted to move back home. She didn't like the cold weather in Greenwich, Connecticut and New York City. So, you know, I kind of said it for a while that I'm not doing it. I'm a New York City guy. I'm a New York City grown and, you know, just everything about New York City, I would say. Um, 
but my daughter at that time was two and you know she gave me the sob story like oh she can't play in the snow you know it's too cold for her to go outside and i finally just caved in and my best friend actually uh he owns a hedge fund in new york city and him and i were talking and he i think for six months and i'm not even kidding you every single time we saw each other uh would be two to three times a week and he would tell me He's like, you're probably one of the smartest guys that I know that you pick up on things so quick. You know, what hospitality guy knows technology? And he's like, you know everything about technology and you've been implementing technology in this industry since 2013, 2014. And you've been showing people how technology's kind of making lives easier. And I was telling him, I'm like, I'm moving to Georgia, you know, because my wife wants to move there and kind of, um, I felt like, you know, warmer weather, how could you say no, you know? So he's like, well, let's, let's come up with a vision. Let's come up with a plan. Um, and let's see how we can roll that plan out. And I'm like, you know, I'm not all off. I was enough for that plan. And he's like, you know, I think we've, we're onto something. You know, we're, and we're on to something great. So, you know, it was at that time, 2018, the industry was doing some outstanding numbers. You know, 2019, the industry was doing outstanding numbers. So we, we took a trip to South Beach before I was leaving. So it was kind of weird. I went from New York to South Beach, back to New York, to then to Georgia. But we, we took a trip for a week um, and it wasn't like, oh yeah, let's take a trip to South Beach and let's kind of, uh, you know, just go out, have some fun and, you know, then you can leave to Georgia. And it was more like, let's clear our head, let's brainstorm, um, let's think about what we want to do. And we both agreed and we were talking about technology, right? Because he travels a lot throughout the world, you know, and um, I talk, I pick his brain as, as a guest, you know, and he picks my brain as a hotelier, as a hospitality guy. So, and, and we kind of, so I think it was about May of 2018. That's when EV Hotel Group was started. Now, EV Hotel Group was a, thrown out to the public till December 25th of 2020. What does the EV stand for? EV stands for something very unique. Currently, we actually are, our legal team is going through some things to make sure we can release it. But it is, it is more of, let's just say, um, it's more on an evaluation phase. You know, sense. where it's really geared towards how we have some excellent valuations. So it, it, people are going to love it. You'll be the first one to know. Perfect. So like, I'll be waiting for that message. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I mean, that kind of goes to, we had to take all the problematical issues and come up with the solutions on it. Right. And we had to go through and speak about it and, kind of do what we need to do and figure out like how can we not be just a management company we didn't want to be like oh yeah somebody just opened a management company today oh wow that's new <laughs> you know exactly i mean I, we've only we've only got like 1200 of them throughout the country <laughs> yeah. you know? so it's like we didn't we didn't want that concept we didn't we didn't want to do that we don't want to just go be, oh yeah, let's go buy a hotel and let's call ourselves a management company and we run our own hotel that we bought, you know? So, I mean, we, we didn't want to, we didn't want to do that, you know? So, um, and that's kind of how we were looking at it, um, you know, but I mean, that's, that's what I would say is where the technology phase did come out. And we looked at technology and we were like, okay, we're going to do technology, but we're going to do a unique phase of technology. 
we're going to do something that the industry's never seen. And that's where he, EV Human came about. I was just going to ask, can you tell us what this technology is? I'm so excited. And I also kind of yeah. like, before you jump into actually that part, can you tell me like what really got you into technology back in like 2013 or 12 when you were, you know, managing or CEO or whatever position you were at? Like what was really getting you into technology? Was that something you were already trying to solve on your own? I, I was, I figured my vision started 2013 with technology was that, okay, why are we doing so much when we have technology? When we have our smartphones, we have, at that time, I think was 3G. And I'm like, we have enough speed to do things. Why are our front desk agents filling out logs? You know, why are we calling the guest? for a wake-up call or why are we calling the guests for a courtesy call or a departure call i mean these are all technology items these are all items that can be easily done i was one of the first i think we had i signed up three out of the first five hotels for core that now ieg uses as their preferred vendor and at that point, it was somebody from IHG that saw the software at the hotel and they just loved it. You know, um, I saw the live demonstration of CORE in Maryland back in 2013, around that time. And, you know, I knew how CORE was created. I knew what it can do. Um, and it was, it, it was a utilization tool. It was basically, as long as your employees utilize it, it will be done right. The problem with the softwares that are out there, it doesn't have the proper onboarding, right? Like employees, 100%. some employees use it, some don't. And, you know, and it goes back to how I dealt with technology. We had our own training format. We would require people to have certifications. We would require people to go through a weekly training module with it. So there were a lot of things that we put emphasis on it. I mean, we turned our guest scores from maybe the high 70s or, you know, the low 80s to the upper 80s and 90s. I mean, we had hotels that would have a perfect guest score in a month of 100. That means every survey came above eight and nine. And how do we do that? It's because we utilized every single item of the software. I've seen hotels, I've seen management companies they go get it, they pay the two, 250 a month, and then they forget about it. Yeah. There's nothing being, or the employees are just using two out of the 10 items. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a reason for all that. And there's a reason why that happens is we just don't have the proper training modules. The software companies don't give you a training module. They just says, here, watch some videos. You're good to go. You know, that's Call about it. If you have any questions, we'll get back to you in about a week. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I saw all of this. I've dealt with enough softwares and hospitality. I've known all those companies. I know what they do. I know how they operate. You know, I, I see what analytical data that they take in. Um, but I, I've been in the phase of creating something for two years. And, you know, we've, we've got some big players behind it. We've got Amazon Web Services. Uh, we've got some executives from big tech companies. And, you know, we've got a lot of players. We've done enough studies on it. Yeah. We've talked to different forums. We've dealt with 12 to 13,000, um, 12 to 13,000 hotels where we've actually did the surveys on them. So, I mean, this is kind of the thing where we feel the software itself is a great tool. So what uh, is EV Human? EV Human, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the name of the software. And that's kind of where we would kind of, we have it in four phases. So the first phase launches on Memorial Weekend. And then phase two and three are going to be about, I think, it's 45 to 60 days after. 
So that's kind of what we look at. Um, but the phase two and three have our partnerships included. So we have other companies that are already in hospitality. They might not be there for a long time, but they wanted to partner with us because they saw something big here. And they said, we want to be part of EV Human. So they're actually going to be in the software itself with their own software. Um, and phase two is focused on back office operations, where phase one is guest-facing technology. So I'll lay out what phase one is, because that's the most critical component. The guests will love it. The employees will love it. The phase one, the first part of phase one is a self complete self check-in model. That means a guest would get a message 24 hours prior. It would say, would you like to check in? Check-in is ready. Um, and at that point, they would be able to check in. They would digitally sign the reg card, scan their ID, um, scan the credit card, and then pick the room number, bunch of questions, whether they're attending breakfast, how many people, um, extra pillows, the upgrade opportunities for extra revenue for the hotel as well. And there's about like 20, I think 15 to 20 questions in there. Um, that's where the where the AI portion and the data collecting comes in. And that actually puts a bigger emphasis on the data with the hotel. And then when the guest gets to the front desk or anywhere throughout the hotel, they'll be able to scan the QR code. That'll put them in the guest portal. Um, and also we'll get them into the interactive social media platform. The social media platform is gonna have profiles of every employee by first name in the hotel and whether they are currently on property or not. And the guests will be able to communicate directly with them. Now that eliminates from contacting the front desk for any items. And also that's the autonomous service recovery. We have a digitalized tipster. That means no more leaving cash in the rooms. They would be able to tip the employee directly themselves, whichever employee they choose. Um, also we have the chat bots. So the chat bots will be able to direct them to any service, any amenity they might need, whether it's ordering DoorDash, Walmart delivery, Target, finding local attractions, uh, local theme parks, activities, um, getting through a front, anybody throughout the hotel and just directions, whatever it might be. I mean, open table, making a reservation at a restaurant. So we've made it, we made an interactive tool for the guest. Um, well, they'll be able to utilize in all different phases. You know, and it also has the first ever hospitality, every guest voice survey. That means every guest would be now able to get a survey. As I find the Medallia system to be flawed. I mean, you can't sell 1500 rooms a month and get 200 surveys. I mean, what kind of system is that? It makes inaccurate, absolutely no sense. Inaccurate data. Yeah, I, I mean, when the hotels tell me they have did a 90, I'm like, based on who? 200 people? I mean, does that even make sense? I mean, that probability is not even correct. You did 90 on 200 people, so we forgot about the 1300 people. You know, I mean, so you could have literally got a 20 or a 90, you know, or an 80 or a 70. So it's, it's not a proper way of scoring our guests, knowing what our guests think about the hotel. So that's where we have our own survey system with our own scoring system um, and how it, it would be actually done. And also in phase one, we have the booking engine. So the booking engine, now the guests, while they're in-house, they can book their next day anywhere they want or any of our sister properties. And it's got an airline payment model attached. That means basically when you book, you pay. Now, everybody asks me, why would I book when I can just not pay and book? So we have perks and incentives in there. That would obviously entice anybody to book, not only a guest, an employee, anybody. It would entice them to book. They're great incentives, I could tell you that. <laughs> so, I mean, 
I always, and I told you from obviously the beginning of this show is that I had to really sit down and talk to my inner self and think as a guest, think as an employee, that what would the guests like? Do I feel like this, right? Do the guests get enticed when we tell them, we're gonna give you a thousand points? Thousand points, great. What do I do with these points? What, what am I gonna do? How many people actually look at the points and say now, oh yeah, I collected enough points, now I'm gonna get a free stay. So for them, that's only about 15%. We looked at that data, it's only 15%. So if that's only 15% of your guests, what happens to the 85%? So we need to focus on the 85%, not focus on the 15%. So we started to focus on that 85% where we were like, okay, we're gonna be able to provide you something now rather than you wait. You know, you don't need to wait to go book your room. You don't need to go wait for this. You don't need to go wait for that. We're gonna give you everything now. You're gonna get this now, okay? So let's just say one, I'll throw the one incentive out there. That's there. Guest books, they're gonna be able to get that redemption now, that means if they got, let's say a $20 credit for F&B, they'll be able to use it at the current stay they're at. They won't need to wait till they go to their next property or their next vacation or their next business trip. So it's more of the now emphasis that we had. And that's how I felt. The guests should deserve it now than wait later. And all of this, even with phase one that we're doing, is to make human life better. Yeah, That's motto, that's been our slogan, that's been our everything. And that goes on our employees as well. Now the front desk doesn't need to pick up the phone and say, oh, you need a wake up call and there's checking in the guest at the same time. Or the guest calls and says, my toilet's broken. They're checking in the guest, they forget about the toilet. You know, so, We've kind of fixed all these things. We've, we've taken the problematical issues. We came up with the solutions. And that's what we wanted to do is we didn't want the front desk to be the captain of the ship. Um, there's obviously the service recovery portion as well. And you know that as a front desk agent, service recovery. So we've made an autonomous service recovery. That means the guest will get a response within the first three minutes. Mm -hmm. it's, if they, whether they go on the social media and they say that there's an issue, um, the chatbot will give them automatic, um, you know, autonomous service recovery within the first three minutes that will offer an incentive. Whether, it's always we say this, right? Do we wanna believe the guest or we don't wanna believe the guest? That's usually the question as an employee. Is like, oh, but, but then when, we're actually speaking and when the guest is not in front of us um, or in a team meeting, it's all, the emphasis is always the guest is right. Yeah. The guest or, is always right. Or we find out at the end after they've already checked out that there's an issue and that we could have prevented if we had only known. During this right. Time. And that's kind of where all this comes in, right? Is that the GM will now know of issues and the hotel will know of issues before it lands on a survey, right? If, if the brands are still focused on Medallia, that's great. We're not saying to use our survey. Our survey is for an inter, internal purpose, right? Now items will be known to be corrected right away. You know, and that's where the emphasis is, is how do we correct them without them physically landing on a survey or how does it not affect our returning guests? How do we make sure we're getting what I call returning revenue? Yeah. You know, we need to have the emphasis on returning revenue. And also, I mean, we've got all the tools. I mean, phase two, when I say back office operations includes everything, time and labor management, revenue management, um, OTA disruptor. We've got a big time OTA disruptor. Huge, huge. This guy has, I'll just throw this out there. 
the partnership we have with him, he actually owns $30 million worth of apartments in New York City. He created his own software, sold it in 2016. And now he created another software and we are partnering with him because I just love the thing. I mean, this is so huge that if we thought there was something that's gonna disrupt OTA, this is it. This is it. And, you know, we, we jumped on it. I mean, it's a good friend of mine too. So, you know, and this is kind of where I've taken my huge network that I have in hospitality over these 20 plus years. And I've developed a plan around them and had everybody included. Because it's not only about me. It's not only about EV Hotel Group. This is a collaboration. Yeah. This is why where we have so many partners. We have over 30 partners. We have over 30 partners. We want everybody to come along the ride. I mean, the last phase includes an autonomous valet service where if your car has a lighter technology, self-driving technology, you'll be able to call the car from the app. So... I mean, it's, this is, I mean, futuristic, yeah. you know, when we talk about this, this is not replacing employees. No, this yeah. is not a robotic thing here. Well, I was just going to say like the ability for the guests to pick out the social media aspect of it and pick out any type of employee on the property that stops a lot of things that I've realized is that whether it's maintenance or housekeeping or maybe a server or a bartender, they no longer can say, well, I'm not, I'm not part of the guest experience. I'm not front of house. Like I, that's not my job. That's not my duty. Everyone now is, is a frontline forefront soldier in, in a lot of ways uh, when it comes to that. And then of course it frees up from what I just understand. Like this is how I've always seen it. And this is why, like when you mentioned Airbnb, I loved it because I was like, Airbnb takes off a lot of the tedious tasks that we don't need to do. You can automate stuff. You can do that and free up your time to really hone in on the experience and the, the moment creation. Yeah, we, we need to create an experience, right? We, we talk about experience and hospitality and it's almost like, let's create a wow experience. The guest is not wowed by us creating a wow experience. The guest is wowed by a wow experience when they deal with technology. It's nobody gets a wow experience anymore except for technology. That's why we buy the newest technologies all the time. Service will always come. In my eyes, is that how do we give the best service? Is that we need to have less focus on these items now that are part of EV human. If we don't have to focus on those items, now we can focus more on the guest. You know, we can focus on what the guest wants. And also this also creates our front desk not to be trapped. Now our front desk can help in housekeeping. They can help in other areas of the hotel when needed. They're not trapped. They're not, they're not in a four by four anymore or two by two or six by six, whatever you want to call it. Cause they're like, every time the GM's like, okay, don't leave the front desk. Don't leave the front desk. Don't leave the front desk. Now they can't leave the front desk because the guest is checking in. The guest is calling for the phone. I mean, that's why I call these systems to be archaic. You know, our software is going to be the only software that's going to be able to communicate with the PMS system as well. It's got digitalized night audit. So night auditor is not entering any numbers anymore. I've seen softwares out there. We're right now in 2021. And I, I think there's a software that's got like four or 5,000 hotels on it, but they're requiring their night auditors to enter numbers. How, how does that happen in 2021 is the question is that it's an easy fix is that your PMS should be able to integrate that data into your software. It's very easy. Why are we having our employees do this stuff? We shouldn't have our employees work as hard right now. We need to have them work as hard on our guest. Our guests should be the focus. It shouldn't be like, okay, put in a night audit numbers fill out the logs, make room keys, you know, look at the data, look at how many arrivals we have. I mean, all these things were on a data arrival where you got 96%, you're trying to pre-authorize all these cards. And next thing you know, you're calling all these guests at the card decline. They're on an airline. So they're not even getting a call. You don't get in touch with them. So now you cancel their room. They arrive at the hotel and they're like, where the heck's my room? 
Yeah, you're so telling the we story. Don't do all this. <laughs> yeah, heard that too many times. Too many so times. We, we came up with solutions for all this. I, I tell you, there's over 500 problematical things that we looked at, and we came up with 500 solutions. Wow. And I'm just throwing a number out there. There's way more than that. But we came up with those solutions. We came up with a staffing solution. Outside of technology, we came up with a lot more. We came up with how do we lessen the turnover percentage? How do we now, if people don't know what the NPR is, it's minutes per room on a checkout room for housekeeping. How do we lower that? EV Hotel Group now has able to come up with a formula and a solution to lower the NPR to 18 to 20 minutes. Obviously, there's a robotic solution to that, mm -hmm. but now that has lessened the workload for our housekeeper. Yeah. So we were able to do things like in that aspect. You know, so, I mean, there's a lot of things that we've came up with, and it's not only a technology thing. Obviously, we're the first ever technology hospitality management company in the world with two divisions, technology and hospitality. Mm. So... We're not your same old hospitality management company, I would say. Yeah, no, that's why when we had our first meeting, I was kind of like, I had to take a step back. Let's just be honest. I was like, this wasn't what I was expecting. Cause like I, I did a little bit of research and whatnot, but I didn't do the deep dive. And this is what got thrown at me. And I was like, oh snap, this is something new. This is something different. This is literally a, a question we you know we ask ourselves on the on the show or off, off record is like how can we solve these pain points and i i've always been i've been preaching so any of my slick talk listeners listen to this they know that i'm all about automating the simple stuff to make it able to free up our time as humans to make human to human connection and that's involves technology like you said and i love that you guys are really taking this to the forefront and you, when you talked about the Tesla or the, the car driving uh, valet service, I was like, yep, this guy is Elon Musk of hospitality. This makes so much sense now. I get why the name sticks. Yeah, I know. It's funny. I, I, I was just doing a huge show. I think I was telling you on Saturday with uh, camera crews and everything. And they were calling me the Elon Musk of hospitality. I did like two other show i mean i you know i do shows like every week two to four of them i mean it's it's been crazy and everybody I, it, they're like elon musk elon musk i'm like man that's huge i don't need i don't even have anywhere close to what he has but you know i i think one thing that i'll say is that we do want to be like tesla we want to disrupt what they did to the auto industry and the innovation that they created and that has became 10 years later so big right now. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing zero emissions everywhere on vehicles. He had a vision that he did, right? And we feel we want to do that same vision when it comes to hospitality. Mm -hmm. We want to implement that technology. We want, this is how we're going to get our guests back. This is how we're going to keep our employees. You know, Airbnb has stuck to this technology model. The technology model has worked. I mean, you can see that. Their valuations are through the roof right now. Yeah. And it's so easy. It, and that's the key word, is easy. If it's easy for a guest, if it's easy for an employee, for them, it's a host and an, a host and a whatever they call a renter, you know, if they call it a guest, but I I'm mean, a, they I'm even, on the vacation rental side. It's a, yeah, we call it a guest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you think about it, there's really nothing attached to that, right? Like they're, they obviously evaluate their host, yeah, you know, of course they kind of have a very strong evaluation. I've spoken to one of their board members and we had a conversation about, I think now three weeks ago, um, you know, and obviously that conversation is confidential, but yeah. they love what we're doing. They're very ecstatic about what we're doing and we're talking, you know, and um, the thing is that do I consider them a competitor? No, I don't consider anybody a competitor. I want this to happen in a way for the industry to get to here. Mm -hmm. We're right now here. You know, the, the fact that we're here is because we're not making any strides on anything. We can't have 
We can't say we're giving digitalized key, but at the same time, we ask the guests to come to the front desk and show their ID. I mean, what's the point? It defeats the whole purpose, and I laughed because it was kind of funny during the initial beginning stages of COVID-19, we got activated for the National Guard here in Washington, and I was a Marriott uh, Bonvoy member, and I did the mobile check-in part, and all my friends had to go get their keys. Granted, my key worked, but then eventually I still had to go get a key, so I was like, why do I have to come back down to the desk to get a key? This makes no sense. I love Marriott. I love their brand and I love all that stuff. But it's still like, that was a question that went through my head. It was like, okay, we still have to come back to the desk. How can we get that, get that solved? And I just got to say, so Chris, Chris DiBenedito is on my advisory team. I'm sorry, Chris. He's actually a senior development guy with Marriott. <laughs> He's on the executive team. So Chris, I didn't mean to badmouth Marriott, but no, we you love know, you. I the truth <laughs> <laughs> we love it we love it well no, i got a great team and they all know i always speak my mind i'm i'm a new york guy obviously i'm getting used to georgia and being in the south i love it and i'm i'm just very blunt you know i'm gonna say it how it is i mean there's no sugar coating here is you know i i mean what comes out of my mouth is gonna be all real and it's going to be all all the truth people might like it people might not like it i mean right now i look at every single management company in this country and you know they're failing i mean there's they are not doing what it needs to be done for our guests they are not doing what it needs to be done for our employees and we they only have one main focus is revenue and i think we have the wrong approach to that that shouldn't be the only focus. And that's why we have a very large turnover in this industry is that we forgot how to provide onboarding, you know, and it, and it goes down to, you know, I say HR departments are failing, but you know, if they have no direction and no one's influence, influencing the reach of what they need to do, then of course they're not going to properly onboard the employees, but you know, and that's what needs to change. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of things that have to change. And the guest is, if this isn't a wake-up call, it, and I don't know what is, because if we think that the guest is just going to Airbnb because they want, they love Airbnb, no, it's not. They love Airbnb. It's because they don't like hotels anymore. They don't like what they're getting at hotels. Yeah. You know, Airbnb is the quick resolution for them. Now you've got an option. I look, and that's what I say. I don't look at it as a competitor. I look at it as an option. They've got an option. And they're able to now get what they want when they want it, right? Where we're not, we're, they know our service sucks. I'm going to put it out there. I mean, the service sucks in the hospitality. And the guest knows that. So... When they know that, because we did we did a report on that. We have a huge report between I think twelve to thirteen thousand hotels, and the average guest score was in the sixties. It's pathetic to be in the sixties, right? So when we look at that, of course they're switching over. Of course they're wanting to go to Airbnb where they don't have to worry about. They rather take the option to not worry about talking to somebody because it's been so horrible. And now they're taking the option, like, we'll just do it ourselves. You know, that's their option. So they're like, we don't care. We'll just do it ourselves. Do we got to clean? We got to make breakfast. You know, we'll just do it ourselves. So till we get our service better, until we get those things better, and that's, that's where a lot of the focus has been on that phase one is where we want to make sure it was EV human. That's incredible. And, and I, I, I think it's really unique because you're the, I think, only hotelier that I've had on the show that isn't in the vacation rental industry that's actually not bashing on, like, Airbnb and that type of model. Not And granted, like, if I'm, you know, not thinking of all my guest lists right now that I've had on the show and, and somebody's listening to this and I'm wrong, I, I'm sorry. But from my overall perspective is just that it's usually been, and we have a mutual friend, Tejal, uh, uh, Tejal Patel, and her and I have been talking about um, just the overall bridging the gap between hoteliers and vacation rental hosts or managers. Because at the end of the day, I own a vacation rental management company. I also work with people in the hotel space. Like 
then the, there's so many perks to both, and the you're the first one I think that actually has not um, been like ah, screw vacation rental, screw you know Airbnb, whatever. It's not gonna last. They're taking our inventory. They're taking our market. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, no, I I believe I believe you need somebody like Airbnb around. It's a wake up call. You know, we all need a we need all need to have wake up calls. You know, and this should be a wake up call. I I told people five years ago, whatever, four or five years ago, this industry is gonna have something that should be a wake up call, and I didn't expect it to be COVID, but I did expect somebody like Airbnb. I mean, you've got you've got similar things to Airbnb. There was a college student in Canada that created it. I mean, he's got a billion dollar company now. Um, and he's got um, what's called Jeff Bezos is backing him as well. And he was a college student that came up with leasing and management of student housing or college housing. And, you know, it's taken off in the way now the hotels do have competitions and the guest has options. You know, I never call it as an option being part of the industry. I'm, so, I'm sorry, as competition being part of the industry, but for a guest, it's an option now. And for us, we need to look at it like they are telling us to do something. You know, and that, that was kind of my call with them. They loved it that they're like this 40 year old guy is getting it, you know, they're where they're like, okay, somebody finally got the hint. Somebody finally got it that how can we just be a click and go without having anything? We, we, we're not even providing housekeeping or breakfast and the guests still love it. Yeah. So when we think that breakfast is the key component, breakfast is not the key component. But is breakfast needed because now we've preached it so much? Yes, because we preached it so much. You know, if we didn't preach it at to this high level, then we want to need it. And now when you eliminate something, we're at this level. And when you tell the guests we're not going to have it, that's a problem. Yeah, It's a very big problem. And, you know, I felt that technology could have easily solved that breakfast issue we had in hospitality. Um, we didn't need to go through the elimination phase. We we've could have easily offered other options and we could have done a lot. I'm not going to say the brands didn't do a good job with it. I think they had no, no choice. They were handcuffed. Right. But at the same time, I mean, I feel like there's always, we have this problematical issues, right. Is, the hoteliers were, and I'm not a hotelier as of now, but maybe soon enough. But, I, once a hotelier, always a hotelier. That's my opinion. Yeah. And I would say this is that we have too much of a conflict between hoteliers and brands, right? And that's what EV Hotel Group wants to do is make sure that we're not dealing with these conflicts, right? Uh, we want to bring everybody together and we are going to do that. I mean, we're an international company. We've already got hotels that we're look, probably going to be operating overseas. We're getting into huge markets. I mean, the technology is more driven, I would say, in the European model, uh, because we get a lot of hotels in Europe, London, Germany, that reach out to us than the US, because they're not up to it yet. But will they be? Yes, they, they will be. I mean, once they see what it does, and right? The European market's always been ahead of the U.S. market, in my opinion, when it comes to tech and advancement in that area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's quite a few hotels out there. I mean, when we look at AI and technology here, everybody wants to put to the um, the win in Las Vegas, right? You don't need to be on that scale. You don't you don't need to be on our the EV human isn't geared only for luxury boutiques upper mid scale. It's for gear for everybody if they want to utilize it. And it, and it all now, as for a hotelier, you have to look at it like this. Do you want eight different softwares, eight different logins? Or do you want EV human with one login? I'll take the EV human with a side of one login, please. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's a very simple answer, right? Yeah. It's very simple, you know? 
Now we're acquiring hotels that are going to be the live demo hotels. That's our goal as to we are going to put EV human in these hotels. So when people do want to see it, they can physically go to the hotels and check it out. That's incredible. I can't wait to, uh, to check in with EV human myself. Um, oh, it's going to be awesome. Ken, I got, I literally love just this topic and it gives me goosebumps just hearing like seeing the futuristic part of the whole side of technology you guys are bringing into the hospitality hotel space. Um, I, I know you're a busy guy, but where can people, you know, reach out to you? What's, what's the best spot that people can find out more like on EV hotel and the human aspect that you guys are bringing in with the technology? Yeah, so um, our website's still under construction, but there, I think our director of IT still has our temporary site up there. They can still go on it. Um, it's www.evhotelgroup.com. They can reach us at evinfo at evhotelgroup.com. They can see me on LinkedIn, Ken Patel. Um, on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook as well, EV Hotel Group. They can find us on LinkedIn, EV Hotel Group. Um, we're already close to 2,000 followers in two months. So I'm guessing people like us. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think you guys are doing uh, doing something right. You're getting the attention that's needed, and I, I'm excited. I think this is a perfect time. Granted, um, it's not good you know, for you know, to, to ever have a pandemic, but at the end of the day, I think we've all learned, everyone in hospitality and, and whether it's vacation rentals, restaurants, hotels, um, it's probably one of the worst, best things that could happen to yeah, I know. And I kind of just want to wish everybody to make sure they stay safe and, you know, their families are safe as well. Awesome, Ken. Well, thank you so much for being on Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. You heard it, Slick Talkers. All these links and everything will be in the show notes. So go ahead, find Ken Patel on LinkedIn, find out EV Hotel Group and get ready for a wake up call. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.